We have uh, Pat Cray sitting in uh, today for Stu, who is still out in California for a few days. Did you get a chance to uh, see the special last night, Pat? Because we're going to... I did. Yeah, we're going to go over that. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Kay. Go ahead. Uh, Pat's still getting his makeup on. He doesn't want to see anybody to see the Louis Vuitton bags under his eyes. Uh, but... Uh, um, we have some breaking news uh, today on the whistleblower. 45 seconds. That you're definitely not going to hear from the mainstream media. Um, we have that. We have your comments. And we're going to uh, we're going to give you some of the things in case you missed the special last night uh, on how deceptive uh, and and how the media is spinning this story and not even spinning it out and out wholesale fabrication of lies and uh, we'll give you all of that coming up in uh, just a second stand by great radio show for you today We have breaking news for you, something that I don't think the mainstream media is going to tell you, uh, and you will find out their reason for not telling you. We know who the whistleblower is. You are not going to believe it. We do that in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You're running, panting around the corner. As you try to catch your breath, you realize you're trapped. At the end of the street is a 15-foot 15 15 tall chain-link fence with razor wire at the top and a padlock gate. There's no way you're going to be able to climb that. You run up to it, beating your hands against it in frustration. Then you hear them behind you, shuffling feet and ghastly moaning. They're coming at you with their hands outstretched. Money, they say. Give us your money. Bills, bills, bills. In every direction there are bills. At the last second, you hear the gate unlock behind you and someone pulls you in. Who are you? Who are you? You say to the hero as he relocks the gate. Ah, I was just parking my car. I work at American Financing. You know what? You need a refi? American Financing, the hero of Halloween. American Financing will work with you to develop a plan that's best for your needs. No upfront fees, no pressure. These are the people working for you. A 10-minute call to American Financing could make all the difference. Happy Halloween. Stop with all the tricks and just get the treats. From American Financing, 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing Corporation, NMLS 182334. www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Pat. Pat. Yes. I have the name of the whistleblower. I have the name of the whistleblower today. And see if you see if you can figure out 
why they're doing everything they can to keep this man's name out of the press. All right. Mm -hmm. Now, this is according to Real Clear Investigations and Paul Sperry. He says more than two months after the official file uh, was uh, was filed by this uh, complainant, pretty much all that is known publicly about the whistleblower is that he's a CIA analyst who at one point was detailed at the White House and is now back working at the CIA. The name of the government official that fits that description is one. I'm just going to call him Eric for now. He's been raised privately in impeachment depositions, according to officials with direct knowledge of the proceedings, as well as with one open hearing held by the House committee not involved in the impeachment inquiry. Fearing their anonymous witness could be exposed, Democrats have blocked Republicans this week from asking any questions about him and intend to redact his name from all deposition transcripts. They fear for his life, you see. Real, Real Clear Investigations is disclosing the name uh, because of the public interest in learning details of an effort to remove a sitting president from office. Further, the official's status as a whistleblower is complicated by his being a hearsay reporter of accusations against the president and one who has an arguable political bias in favor of a rival political candidate. Arguable? N- now, now <laughs> let's just listen. Mm-hmm. Okay, federal documents reveal that the 30-year-old man, a registered Democrat, a holdover from the Obama White House, previously worked for Vice President Joe Biden, but also former CIA director John Brennan. He was a vocal critic critic of Trump, and he helped initiate the Russia collusion investigation of the Trump campaign during the 2016 election. Furthermore, Mr. Charamella, just go ahead and throw that out, left his national security posting in the White House West Wing in mid-2017 amid concerns about negative leaks to the media. He has since returned to the CIA headquarters in Langley. So remember when they were looking for all the leaks from the White House? This is not only the whistleblower. He was the source of the leaks. He was accused of working against Trump and leading and leaking against Trump, says a former NSC official speaking on the condition of anonymity to discuss intelligence matters. Also, he huddled for guidance with the staff of House Intelligence Committee Chairman Adam Schiff, including former colleagues also held over from the Obama era, whom Schiff's office has recently recruited and hired from the NSC. Charamella worked uh, with a Democratic National Committee operative who dug up dirt on Trump during the campaign during the 2016 election. Now, Pat, so far it's bad, right? Don't you think? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah think so. so far it's bad. Yeah, it seems bad <clears throat> for Democrats. And, and it's it's not surprising they wanted to keep him anonymous. Right, because he was the leaker at the White House. Yeah. He's an Obama holdover that worked for Joe Biden. Yeah. Right. Democratic operative. Well, well, he worked with 
the DNC, a DNC <laughs> operative that dug up dirt on the campaign mm-hmm. uh, during the 2016 election on Donald Trump. Now, Jeez. who do you think that might be that he worked with? <clears throat> he worked. Uh, he was the one who invited this DNC operative into the White House for meetings, says former White House colleagues. The operative that he worked with was Alexandra Chalupa, (laughs) an Ukrainian-American who supported Hillary Clinton, who led the effort to link the Republican campaign to the Russian government. He knows her. He had her in the White House, says one former co-worker who requested anonymity. So I don't think you could get any worse than this um, unless you're looking at reality because it does get worse from this. (laughs) Now, only people who have watched our specials know who Alexander Chalupa is. She is critical. She is a critical piece. And wait, wait until I show you what the press has done to protect her. Documents confirm that the DNC opposition researcher attended at least one White House meeting with him in November 2015. She visited the White House by his request with a number of Ukrainian officials lobbying the Obama administration for aid for Ukraine. We know what that meeting was really all about. If you watched our special, that meeting at the White House, they were, yes, coming in for aid, but they had been flown in by the Obama administration under the guise of Hey, we're just gonna we're just gonna teach you with the DOJ how you should do your job and fight corruption. But first, they were taken to the White House, where mm-hmm. those who were in that meeting left that meeting saying, "We're only brought here to dig up dirt on Donald Trump. That's what we're doing. They they just want us to go find dirt on Donald Trump." <laughs> he was the guy who called that meeting together. By the way. With his name long under wraps, interest in the intelligence analyst had become so high that a handful of former colleagues have compiled a roughly 40-page research dossier on him. Classified version of the document is circulating on Capitol Hill now, and briefings have been conducted based on it. One, uh, One briefed Republican has been planning to unmask the whistleblower in his speech on the House floor. On the Internet, meanwhile, his name for weeks has been bandied about on Twitter feeds and intelligence blogs. Everyone knows who he is. CNN knows. The Washington Post knows. The New York Times knows. Congress knows. The White House knows. Even the president knows, says a former CIA analyst and national security advisor who has fielded dozens of calls from the media. Yet a rare hush has swept across the Potomac. They're hiding him. They're hiding him because of political bias. A CIA officer specializing in Russia and Ukraine, uh, Caramella, was detailed over the National Security Council from the agency, from the CIA, in the summer of 15. He worked for Susan Rice, (laughs) President Obama's national security advisor. He also worked, quote, closely with the former vice president. Federal records show that Biden's office invited Caramella to an October 2016 state luncheon when the vice president hosted the Italian prime minister. The guests included Brennan, as well as the then FBI director, James Comey. 
Several U.S. officials told Real Clear Investigations that the invitation was extended Caramella, uh, a relatively low-level GS-13 federal employee, and it was unusual, but it was meant to signal that he was politically connected inside the Obama White House. Former White House officials say Caramella worked on Ukrainian policy issues for Biden in 2015 and 2016. Whoa, wait a minute. So he was Joe Biden's point man when Joe Biden was firing Shokin and all of that stuff was going on? Shut up. He was held over into the Trump administration and headed the Ukrainian desk at the NSC, eventually transitioning into the White House. The official added that it soon became clear among NSA staff that Caramella opposed the new Republican president's foreign policies when it came to Ukraine. My recollection, uh, recollection of Eric is that he was very smart and very passionate, particularly about Ukraine and Russia. That was his thing. He didn't exactly hide his passion with respect to what he thought the right thing to do with Ukraine and Russia. And his views were at odds with the president's policies. Caramella went outside of the chain of command in May 2017, according to a former NSC worker who sent an email alerting another agency that Trump happened to hold a meeting with Russian diplomats in the Oval Office the day after firing uh, uh, Comey, who led the Trump-Russia investigation. Listen to this. The email also noted that President uh, Vladimir Putin had phoned the president the week earlier. Contents of the email appear to have ended up in the media, which reported Trump boasted to the Russian officials about firing Comey, whom he alleged called a real crazy nut job. In effect, Caramella helped generate the Putin-fired Comey narrative. According to the research dossier making the rounds in Congress, a copy of which has been obtained by Real Clear Investigations, Caramella alleged, uh, allegedly argued that President Putin suggested to President Trump to fire Comey. In the days after the firing of Comey, this presidential action was used to further political uh, and media calls for the uh, stand-up of the special counsel to investigate Russia collusion. In the end, uh, counsel Robert Mueller found no conspiracy between Trump and Putin, Caramella's email is cited as a footnote in the report. So this is the guy mm. who was the was not just the whistleblower. <clears throat> he's the source of most of the leaks coming out of the White House. Yep. He was working with Alexander Chalupa, who the media is saying didn't even work for the DNC. That what meeting? Those meetings didn't happen. White House logs show that it happened. He's the guy who invited her into the White House. He's also the guy who started the Putin-Trump collusion firing Comey, which was completely debunked. I can't imagine why this guy might not want his name. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, By the way, one more thing. The whistleblower filed an urgent report against Trump with the IC Inspector General on August 12th, but it was not publicly released until September 26. But prior to the filing, he had met with Schiff's Democratic staff for, quote, guidance. 
At first, the California lawmaker denied the contacts, but later admitted that his office did, in fact, meet with the whistleblower early on. Earlier, Schiff had recruited two of Caramella's closest allies at the NSC, both of whom were Obama holdovers to join his committee staff. He hired one of them just before the whistleblower and his information was released to the press. During closed-door depositions taken in the impeachment inquiry, this guy, Misko, has been observed handing notes to the lead counsel for the impeachment inquiry. Daniel Goldman, as he asked questions of Trump administration witnesses, officials with direct knowledge of the proceedings, told Real Clear Investigations. Republicans participating in the restricted inquiry hearings have been asking the witnesses about Caramella and repeatedly injecting his name into the deposition record, angering Schiff and the Democrats, whose sources say are planning to scrub references of him from any transcripts of any hearings. Their reaction tells you something, one familiar with the inquiry said. During Tuesday's deposition of the um, uh, NSC official Alexander Vindman, Democrats shut down a line of inquiry by Republicans because they said it risked revealing the identity of the whistleblower. But what Republicans were asking for was whom else Vindman had spoken to about his concerns regarding Donald Trump's call to the Ukraine. Schiff shut this down and apparently a screaming match ensued i don't know i think that ends it i mean should this put an end to it once and for all i think it should well i i actually don't think it should i think another investigation should start and it should start on what's been going on and well this yeah is, this uh, is deep yes. state but this should put a stop to the whole Ukraine call thing. You're exactly right. Okay, back in just a second. Finally, you made it to the car, and it's time to put some miles between you and the machete-wielding maniac who's strolling in your direction. I don't know what's happening today, but now some maniac with a machete very slowly is approaching you. But after tripping and falling multiple times, having to find the right key on the key ring, and then having to find it again because you dropped your keys, you're finally in the driver's seat with a laugh and a rude gesture in the direction of the maniac. You turn the key. Oh, no. Not now. Alone. I just got into the car. Quick, lock the doors. That's when you remember the check engine light came on about three weeks ago and you just ignored it. Boy, that would have been a good time to have gotten car shield, you think to yourself. Comes the maniac with the machete. Car Shield makes the process of fixing your car for a covered repair amazingly simple. You can have your favorite mechanic or dealership do the work, which frequently isn't an option, especially with people with machetes. They also provide 24-7 roadside assistance. You could have been in a rental car while yours was being fixed. You would have been away from the maniac with the machete. Don't let this happen to you. Call 800-CAR-6000 and mention promo code BECK or visit carshield.com. Use the promo code BECK and save 10%. carshield.com, promo code BECK. 
1-800-CAR-6000, promo code, is that a machete? Beck, deductible may apply. We break for 10 seconds, station ID. Last night's, last night's special, we want to thank so many people for watching. I didn't realize that it was Game 7 of the World Series. Mm-hmm. Well, just before we start, somebody mm-hmm. says, you know, this is a stupid day to do this. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you talking about? Game 7 of the World Series. Game 7 of the World <laughs> Series. Who won last night? Nationals. Did they really? Yes. It's the first time in history the home team has not won a game in the, uh, you know, the winner of the, nobody won a home game. The visitor won every time. Never I don't like. Before. I don't like the fact that the Nationals won. No, I, I don't, don't know either. Anything don't about either. them other than that they're from Washington? Yeah, and they're you know their their fans uh, have been nasty and uh, no. made no bones about it. No, mm-hmm. in a city of ninety five percent Democrats, hard they to were, believe, isn't it? Yeah, that's really hard yeah. to believe. I know, really hard to believe. I know. Yeah, yeah. Well. Did you watch that last night? Yes. Wait, you just told me you were watching my special. No, I, I mean, I, a lot. I was thought I you were talking you about a... your special. Oh, I was watching okay. your special. Were you really? Yes. What What was the thing yes. that stuck out to you? Uh, I don't know. I didn't watch it. Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep, that's what I thought. No, it was it was it was really good. Uh, and we t- we talked about and actually played. Uh, some very lengthy clips from it last night because you yeah, well, explained it really well. Yeah, it is hard. Uh, it was. It's hard <laughs> to boil this down, but we took the media apart, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna play some of those clips, or I'll just give them to you here. You will not yeah. believe what the media is up to, and I think it was it was for me at least. It was the most satisfying media takedown of my career. Really? Oh, we had them yeah. dead to rights. I mean, there yes. is no way for anywhere for them to go because we went on their fact checks. We fact checked their fact checks. Oh, it was satisfying. You can see that nice. on YouTube or uh, my Facebook page, or if you're a subscriber at blazetv.com slash Glenn. If you use GB20 off, you'll save 20 bucks right now. Do it now. You're listening to Glenn. Double, double, toil and trouble, fire burn and cauldron bubble, opium from the poppy seed, oxycodone, a bag of weed, methadone and fentanyl, mixed and put into a pill, toe of frog, eye of newt, we're going to give your pain the boot. Does it ever seem like most of the medicines we take for pain are just witches brew? Maybe they're not the healthiest thing that we should be taking. People in this country are taking medicines every day that leave them feeling out of sorts, woozy, disconnected. If you're suffering from pain, you don't want to put all of that unnatural stuff in your body. Consider giving Relief Factor a try. It's not a drug. It's all natural. And when taken properly, it reduces the inflammation that causes much of our pain. It works for 70% of the people who take it. And it only costs nineteen ninety-five. Or does it? What? I don't even know what that means. Start with their three-week quick start right now. 
It's a drug-free, natural way to ease your pain and get your life back. Go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. Leave the tricks in the bag. Just take the treats. If you missed last night's special on Ukraine, watch the whole special on Blaze TV's YouTube page right now for free. Uh, just reading some of the uh, tweets and email that came in after the special last night. Ugh, nice job, Glenn. Always sowing more division and hate. I can hardly stand to be around some old people anymore because they don't believe in science, economics, basic decency due to your garbage. Uh, hmm. Or this one. This hmm. is vile, Glenn. Attacking a private citizen to hold water for criminals. Your logic is broken in general. You're so bad for America. You spread so much disinformation as any bad actor. Uh, the media is responsible for Trump trying to bribe Ukraine. Really, Glenn? The problem is you can't defend what Trump did. And when you can't defend, you deflect with whataboutisms and conspiracy theories. So uh, it seems to have gotten, watch. It seems to have gotten through the message. <laughs> Uh, and that's the problem. And I want to yeah. talk to you about something else. Um, we have uh, Marion Smith on, the executive director of Victims of Communism. Uh, they have just put out their fourth annual report on U.S. attitudes towards socialism. And I want to go through some of these things because there is no way that America survives if we don't turn the tide on this. Uh, Marion, welcome to the program. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me on. So I'm looking through, and I saw some of these reported, but looking through the the real key takeaways <clears throat> from your study, capitalism still favored, uh, you know, more favorably than any other economic system. It's steady at 61 percent uh, from last year. However, the favorability of capitalism is lower amongst Generation Z and m- millennials, around 50 percent. Communism is viewed favorably by by more than th- uh, one in three millennials, up eight points. Fifteen percent of millennials think the world would be better off if the Soviet Union still existed. Seventy-two um, percent <clears throat> of Americans incorrectly say that communism has killed less than 100 million people in the past 100 years. Uh, a majority of Americans aged 35 and under trust themselves more than the community or the government. That doesn't make sense with the rest, does it, Marion? Well, it, it, it would seem that the basic instinct um, that you would trust yourself, obviously, um, to look after your, your interest as opposed to the government. It sounds like that's a pretty, pretty sound statistic there. Um, but it, you're right. It doesn't uh, quite jive with the other findings of this uh, poll. Um, the one in three millennials um, having a favorable attitude towards communism. That's a real jump uh, from last year. And, of course, very concerning. Um, but I think uh, very concerning as well when asked, uh, you know, about voting, 70 um, percent of millennials said that they would be likely or extremely likely uh, to vote for a socialist. And the number of, of extremely likely, uh, you know, doubled uh, from last year. 
And uh, the, the other finding I think is significant to help explain all this is that 66% of Americans cannot accurately define Marxism, socialism, or communism. And so they don't think of it as the public ownership of the means of production. They don't think of it as the collectivist system that it actually is intellectually and historically. Instead, they've been led to believe, like uh, individuals um, such as Bernie Sanders, um, you know, various academics uh, that have presented uh, socialism as more or less the kind of high-tech welfare states of Scandinavia, whereas, you know, as well as I do, those, those are not socialist uh, systems. Those are market economies, um, democracies uh, that uh, for many years tried to deliver a high-tax welfare state and in recent years have actually pulled back on that and implemented more free enterprise policies. So I think it's false advertising in America's political discourse, at least since 2016. Okay, so tell me this, though. Now, that, that it kind of explains socialism because it's, it's, you know, it's, it's become popular and people think that it's Sweden. But how do you explain up eight points from 2018, 36% of millennials say communism is good. Right. It's concerning. And, you know, Glenn, we're seeing uh, groups around the country um, organized um, and funded and, and active at the local level, um, calling themselves Marxist. Some of them uh, saying they subscribe to, to, to Maoist uh, ideology. Oh, my gosh. Um, there's a group called the Workers' Education Society um, that became very active in St. Louis a few years ago and successfully got some of their members um, elected to senior posts locally and um, in some of the top posts of the Democratic Party there. And we had, you know, patriotic Americans, Democrats in St. Louis, which is overwhelmingly a Democratic town, and they contacted us alarmed at this uh, development. And in response, we went down on fact-finding missions, and, and uh, uh, this month we actually opened a local Victims of Communism commission there in St. Louis to combat some of these uh, efforts. We have billboards up in the city. We've organized various events for the, for the local community. And so, you know, I, I have to say that what's reflected in this poll in terms of the normalizing of very violent ideologies, such as uh, communism in this case, that's reflected on, on the streets of American cities. So, so help me out with this, Marion. I, I know that you guys, you, you do studies like this. You're, you're constantly watching for communism and, these, and socialism and these kinds of movements that spring up and kill hundreds of millions of people. Um, and I know that you keep the records. You, you are... Uh, making sure that the voices of those who actually witnessed these things are recorded and kept. But when you say somebody called your office, I didn't know. What do you what do you offer? What else do you do in in communities? Excuse my ignorance. No, sure. So, you know, we are we are trying to be true to our mission, uh, which is to educate Americans about the ideology, the history and the legacy of communism. And our congressional mandate from 1993, even though we're a nonprofit, we do have that congressional mandate, um, you know, a few years after the fall of the Berlin Wall. Uh, it was a bipartisan issue that we should learn the lessons of the Cold War. So that passed unanimously in Congress in 93. But it's also to memorialize the victims. 
Um, but, you know, we couldn't take our mission seriously if we weren't active and trying to make sure that there are no more victims of communism. Um, domestically, that means alerting the American public so that they understand what's happened in Venezuela recently. And the, these failed ideologies of the last century, you know, have no place in American politics. But it also means supporting, uh, giving a voice uh, platform to dissidents in Venezuela and Cuba and Korea, China. So we're active on the Hong Kong uh, uh, protest, pro-democracy protests. We're supporting uh, Venezuelan dissidents. Um, so we, we, we try to uh, do everything we can to, to make sure that this century doesn't, um, you know, come to be defined um, by this struggle between communist imperialism and, and, and the free world that, that defined so much of the last century. You know, I, Mary and I, when I saw the NFL and what they did in China, and I think this is going to happen with Google and Facebook, I think they're going to look, uh, be looked upon like IBM was uh, with the Nazis as collaborators. Um, it, it, did, did the you, NBA, yeah, yeah. It's not, not mm-hmm. NFL, NBA, um, and Nike. Do do you do you think that we made progress at all there? Were you optimistic at all when that happened with the NBA that people were standing up, at least some? And saying, hey, 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 wait, that's not cool. Absolutely. I mean, Daryl Morey's tweet, I don't think he meant it this way, but it really was the tweet heard around the world. Um, and it, it uh, you know, sparked a series of events that made it clear to uh, Americans who I don't think were paying attention um, on this particular subject. And, you know, it, it seems that millions of Americans, you know, had the right response, which is absolutely not. The Chinese Communist Party is not going to hijack the game of basketball and be a conduit to shut down Americans' free speech in the United States. But, um, you know, Adam Silver, the NBA commissioner, and the, the leadership of the NBA, their, their immediate response was to come down on Daryl Morey like a ton of bricks, and mm-hmm. he deleted the tweet, and... Um, you know, you had others like Steph Curry and Coach Kerr and others uh, coming out and, and essentially parroting a, a propaganda line from Beijing. And as, um, as you are the keeper of history or one of the keepers of history, you've seen this before, have you not? I mean, doesn't this? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. This is this is uh, this is uh, what we would call useful idiots. You know, you have you have uh, useful idiots, paid agents. Um, and and other sort of uh, other sort of uh, roles within the free world um, that helped uh, aided and abetted the Soviet Union, um, you know, during the Cold War, and that I think um, is surprising a lot of Americans now who are realizing uh, just how many tentacles the Chinese Communist Party has in American society, media, sports, uh, business, and politics. And it is going to have to fall to the American people uh, to, to rise up and say that we didn't uh, establish and defend this free enterprise system, this republic, uh, with, with much blood and treasure so that our corrupt business elite could go and make deals with officials from the Chinese Communist Party mm. and sell out American workers and the Chinese people. You can follow Marion at uh, VO Communism, VO Communism. It's uh, Victims of Communism. 
dot org. Uh, Marion, thank you so much for the uh, information and all of the hard work. And thank you for passing on that it was Democrats that actually called you guys into action in uh, St. Louis and said, you got to help us here because it's getting scary. That's right. It's good thank news. You, Glenn. you bet. Marion Smith. All right. It is Halloween. Welcome to it. Uh oh. Wait a minute. You just walked into the door and you realize you've made a horrible mistake. Frantically, you shut all the lights on in your house. You park your car in the garage, close the door, and then you go into the house and you do your best to hide behind the couch as the sun goes down. Your heart is beating fast. It's Halloween. Oh, dear God. I forgot. You try everything you can to keep yourself hidden. You forgot to buy candy. But they're ringing the doorbell now. They're pounding on the door. Only too late do you realize. My gosh, my blinds are in terrible shape. I mean, they can see me right through these blinds. If only I had gone to blinds.com. The doorbell rings and rings and rings. Every order from Blinds.com gets free samples and free shipping. And best of all, they have 100% satisfaction guarantee. And here's what that means. If you measure incorrectly or you pick the wrong color, they're going to remake your window treatments for free. You remember this being said over and over. And every day you thought, maybe I should call. But now as you cower behind the couch, you think, why? Why didn't I call? Go to Blinds.com now through November 3rd and save 45%. Plus, save an extra $20 with promo code BACK. It's Blinds.com for up to 45% off, plus an extra $20 off with promo code BACK. Rules and restrictions do apply. You're listening to Glenn Beck. I'm a little upset at my wife today. It's Halloween. I want to dress up as Colonel Sanders. <laughs> well, it seems like you did. <clears throat> I'm wearing a turtleneck. It's not looking to look like right. That. I mean, you're a casual Colonel Sanders today, but so anyway, I want to dress up as Colonel Sanders mm-hmm. and uh, greet the kids at the door. With a bucket of chicken. I love that. And uh, just drop a chicken wing in their bags. <laughs> and my wife said, mm-hmm. you can't do The neighbors will hate us. And he's like, they already hate us. What are you talking about? I mean, mm. this is funny. Mm-hmm. It and is. you don't got funny. Right. And so she's threatening to turn all the lights out on the house today. Oh, jeez. But I'm coming home with a bucket of chicken. <laughs> I am going to <laughs> greet the children at the door. And you do have the outfit, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, right. You look like this and you don't have a Colonel Sanders white suit and bolo tie or, right. a, you know, a, what are the Colonel Sanders tie? I don't even know what those are called except the tie that Colonel Sanders wears. Yeah. And I got that. I got that. So all you need is the bucket. All I need is a bucket and the chicken, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But now I think, you know, it's like uh, 
popcorn ball. Nobody's going to eat it because they don't know where the no, chicken is. No, they won't eat been. it, but that doesn't change the funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's still funny, so who cares if they eat it? And you it? know what? It'll save us over, <laughs> over the years. Do you know how much money I'll save? Because no kids would ever come back to the door. Right. That's the old man that gives out the chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing it. Yeah, I'm to doing do it. it. Yes, I am. I might be. I, I might also. I'm going out with the grandkids, and uh, so we might uh, be stopping by your door. Okay, that'd be well. great. That'd be great. You going out with the grandkids at all? I am. Okay. Yes, I am. Mm-hmm. What are you going as? A uh, fat white guy. Um, Whoa, there's yeah. nothing scarier in today's right? world than a fat white guy. Thank you. Right. Yeah. Who causes climate change. Right. Right. <laughs> so I'm all set. You're all set. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're the one. Did you see what Elizabeth Warren said about what she's doing to fight climate change? Yes. She sometimes takes commercial flights. <laughs> That's exactly right? what she said. I mostly, mostly. take yeah. commercial flights. Uh-huh. Oh, well, well you. What about taking up private the- jets? <laughs> no, I take commercial. Whoa. Roll up the sleeves on that one. <laughs> Oh. Wow, I mostly take private flights. Inc- I mean, a uh, uh, commercial flight. Incredible sacrifice. In- oh, how incredible. does she do it? How does she do it? Jeez. There's somebody who really believes. Can you imagine <laughs> saying that with a straight face? No. That that's what you've done? Not if you really believe that stuff. No, you believe we're all going to die in 10 years? You, you, uh, don't, you don't do that. You don't take any flights. Right. You don't take any flights. That's what I believe. <laughs> I, and they all do. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, Al Gore still takes probably mostly private jets because of his really busy schedule. You know, <laughs> he's, he's he's got a um. Well, he's got a busy schedule. Yeah, he's, he's got, got a, a lot busy, to do. He's busy, got busy a schedule. lot to do. Right, and uh, I don't have time. I hear the music coming up, so we don't have time to go <laughs> through all of the things all. that he has to to do. But Pat, just name one real quick. Well, he, uh, you know, he. Uh, I mean, it's, he's got the hockey stick presentation. Crap, we're out of time. Yeah, That's stop. all we can s- squeeze in. You're listening to Glenn Beck. We're going to go to uh, uh, the media and show you exactly how they are lying about the impeachment hearings coming up in just a second. But home buying season is upon us. Real estate agents, uh, uh, real estate conditions are looking excellent for most of the country. Did you see the Fed drop the rate again yesterday? Yeah. Hmm. No, but everything's fine. (laughs) Everything is absolutely fine. Let's just drop it just a little closer to zero. I think we should go negative. Let's, let's go to a negative rate. Uh, your wish is my command, uh-huh. your liege. <laughs> it's going to happen. Listen, um, right now might be the right time to buy a new house or to refinance or consolidate all of your high interest debt. Please, the, the, the interest rates are even lower than they were yesterday. Go to AmericanFinancing.net, AmericanFinancing.net. Call 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440. See if you can't get yourself into a situation where you can save $500 to $1,000 every month with a refi or consolidation loan. It's AmericanFinancing.net. Call them now. Numbers on the screen.
fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. Last night, we dismantled, just dismantled the mainstream media. We showed you that they're not spinning. They are lying. They are knowingly lying and violating all journalistic standards. Uh, and we showed you the we showed you the pieces uh, from Jake Tapper and all these all these people that you so-called can trust. And uh, no, no, you really can't. We're going to take one of the uh, just one out of the five major lies that they're telling about impeachment. We're going to take it apart. So we'll show you why you must do your own homework in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. There's a new kind of monster out there. This Halloween, be aware. It's insidious. It's a vile creature that seeks to terrorize and destroy all in its path. And in space... No one can hear you scream. Now, I don't know why you're in space or why I'm whispering, because we're talking about cyber criminals. Uh, Let your heart rate slow down just a bit. I know, I know. Fortunately, Norton 360 has you covered so you can breathe more easily. It uses bank-grade encryption to help block hackers from stealing the information that you send and receive over Wi-Fi. It's part of the multiple layers of protection that you'll get with Norton 360. It includes Norton Secure VPNs, the device security, a password manager, and so much more. Don't risk compromising your online privacy with the wrong VPN. Get a VPN that's part of the all-in-one protection that you need for today's connected world. Get Norton 360 today. You'll be helping ensure your online future is as secure, as secure as it can possibly be. No one can prevent you from, uh, can prevent all cybercrime, but Norton 360 is a powerful ally for your cyber safety. Sign up today and save up to 50% off Norton360 at Norton.com slash Beck. Do it now before it's too late. Happy Halloween. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. The House is going to vote on impeachment soon. Yay! Oh, this is great. And the good thing is we're all voting on something that... uh, you know, we're very well aware of what's going on. We, we, we really have the facts locked down. I told you an hour ago, we now know who the whistleblower is. Kind of a bombshell there. Uh, yeah, it looks like somebody who was working for Joe Biden and working for Joe Biden in Ukraine while all of this was happening. Hmm, what a surprise. Uh, he's also the guy who was not just blowing the whistle this time. He was the leak at the White House. Uh, that uh, eventually was transferred from the White House and went back to his spook headquarters at CIA. Uh, this guy, mm, surprisingly, also was working with Chalupa, the woman Chalupa who says, oh, I'm just a housewife. I, was, I wasn't doing anything. But we have the documents that prove that she is the one that put the Russia-Ukraine whole scenario together. She was the first. And it looks like maybe this guy was also doing it because that's kind of his spook central. Uh, He is the guy also that uh, said that uh, Putin told Trump to fire Comey. 
That's that's who this guy is. That's who this guy is. So, of course, we have to impeach the president on that guy's uh, testimony. So here's last night. Um, please watch this special. You can find it at blaze TV dot com. Uh, you can find it in its entirety. You can find it online at Facebook or YouTube. Uh, we're going to cut it up uh, and uh, and and make it a little more uh, edible for your friends. Uh, because it, it does do two things. First, it explains what the Democrats are now voting on, what their story is. And we look at it fairly and we did all of our research. So we know exactly what they're what they're talking about, what they're claiming. We showed you. And when you put it all together, it doesn't work because there's too many unanswered questions that can only be answered by our chalkboard. And once you put our chalkboard in it, you see why they're trying so hard to get you to look just at this, just at this, just like Johnny Cochran did with the glove. The glove had nothing to do with anything, right? How did the glove beat the DNA evidence? How did the glove beat the shoe prints? How did the glove beat the blood splatters in his car? One simple reason. There was a lot of there were a lot of people, especially, uh, you know, in the American populace and some on the jury that wanted him to be innocent and not because they loved him, but because they thought that the system was so unjust to African-Americans that they wanted an African-American to win the trial of the century. That's documented. That's proven now. And you see, it was the African-American community that were celebrating when he won. Now, at the time, they all said that he was innocent. Now, 95% of African-Americans say, he's clearly the killer. So what changed? Because the facts didn't change. What changed was the emotion. The glove was just a device to give people who wanted the win for the African-American. Not O.J. Simpson. Just wanted the man to be put in his place. And so Johnny Cochran put that glove on that meant nothing. But the deal was, if the glove didn't fit, you must acquit. Well, he struggled to put that glove on. I was way too small. Way too well, way. It fit, but way too small. <laughs> that was one of his greatest acting. It was the greatest acting yeah. of his entire career. Yeah. So why, why did that matter? That mattered because it excused people. It, they just were looking for something that they could hang on to to say, yep, see, that proves it. And this is what's happening with Donald Trump, except it's a conviction, not innocent. They're looking for anything to pin on this guy to get him out of there. Well, we can't do that. First of all, your impeachment is your vote. You can vote in about a year. Why not do that? They're only using this because it gives people an opportunity to say, yeah, I'm done with him. Let's go. Now, they're voting on this today. But I want you to know, you wouldn't know if you didn't watch our special uh, a month ago with the chalkboard explaining this, you would have no idea why this whistleblower's credentials that now have just come out, why it's so damaging to their case, because you don't know who Alexandra Chalupa is. This audience does. 
when you tie the whistleblower to him in the meetings with Obama and the prosecutors from Ukraine, you're done. That guy's not that guy's not credible at all. That guy's part of the problem. And that guy is actually verification for the lie that the media has been spinning, that Chalupa never worked for the DNC and she wasn't involved. No, we have the documents. We have the pay stubs for the love of Pete. So we know she was working for the DNC. We also have somebody that tells us who was there at the embassy, who was told by the Ukrainian ambassador to work with Chalupa to dig up dirt on Donald Trump and that she was the one that brought all of these people over at the request of the White House. Well, now we have the whistleblower being the guy who made the invitation and brought her into the White House. Oh, wait a minute. I thought she had never gone. I thought she wasn't doing anything except uh, minority organizing. All right. Please watch this special and please join us at Blaze TV. Become a member of blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use uh, GB20 off and you're going to save 20 bucks because we're not done yet. But I want to play a part from something that is absolutely stunning. And there's five of these on this special last night. But one of the big points to take apart the case that I make that, no, you've got to go back and you have to look at what's happening with these prosecutors. You have to go back and look into the ambassador. Now, the ambassador of Ukraine, the U.S. ambassador to Ukraine, is a, um, is a woman that uh, has been accused by the, the uh, prosecutor general of Ukraine of being called into the embassy on her arrival. And she gave him a list of people that you couldn't prosecute. And on that was Burisma, uh, the NGO uh, run by George Soros, and a list of names. He also came in with a list of five different things that he had files on, said he needed to get to the United States and talk to the DOJ and to talk to uh, prosecutors in America because there was corruption going on from the United States government. She blocked the visa and would not allow any of the information to pass through. Now, the press says that that didn't happen. Now, if that didn't happen, well, then the chalkboard kind of falls apart. If that didn't happen, she becomes a credible witness against Donald Trump. So we have to find out it didn't happen. And when I found out what the press said, the press said, no, it didn't happen. It didn't happen because Lutsenko, the, uh, the, uh, the prosecutor general, he retracted what he said, that she gave him the list. They first start with Washington Post using this idea to slam uh, the Hill and uh, John Solomon, a great reporter that worked for the Times, the Post, and the AP. They said there's no update or correction on Hill's article to note that Lusenko had retracted this allegation. It's retracted. Sounds bad. Why didn't Solomon or the Hill ever issue a correction? Why couldn't we find this anywhere? 
Here's how we broke it down last night. How, how would a prosecutor who would know full well the implications of making such a grand claim and then go back and say, ah, you know what, never mind, kind of made that one all up. Why would he do that? It makes no rational sense. So we began to try to track down this retraction. Oh, watch this one. The New York Times linked to the Post. The Post linked to the Wall Street Journal as their evidence. And the Journal just simply states, Mr. Lutsenko later retracted the allegation. Okay, well, can you show me where? where, where did you, where's the attribution? Where's the evidence? Where does this come from? If the media is going to accept this as gospel truth, shouldn't they at least show the footnote? Let us know where they got this. This is a huge part of the overall story, right? So we kept looking. One of the most widely used links provided as evidence that there was a retraction comes from this Ukrainian news site. It's also referenced in factcheck.org's master timeline of everything you need to know in the Ukraine scandal. And so they, of course, say that Lusenko recanted. But let's check out the source. Now, the headline says exactly what Exactly what everybody thinks. Ukraine Prosecutor General Lusenko admits U.S. Ambassador did not give him a do not prosecutor list. Oh my gosh, Glenn Beck, your whole chalkboard is going to fall apart. Sounds bad. Until you read their source. This article is referencing an interview that Lusenko gave to the Ukrainian news site, The Babel. The interviewer asks specifically, very specifically, about the meeting with the U.S. ambassador. Lusenko states that after he and his staff told her the people they were investigating, the following occurred. Quote, she said that this is unacceptable. They say it will undermine the credibility of the anti-corruption activists. I want you to remember that for episode three. I took a piece of paper and recorded the surnames that she had announced and said, dictate a list of involatile persons. She says, no, no, you misunderstood me. I said, no, I understood you correctly. Previous such lists were written in presidential administration on Bankova, and you offer new lists from Tankova, the U.S. Embassy. The meeting is over. I'm afraid the emotions were not very good, end quote. So where's the retraction? The ambassador did not give him a list. She gave him a list, and he wrote it down. She didn't slide a piece of paper. So it's all a lie. He retracted that. She never gave him that list. Oh, my gosh, you are kidding me. They never mentioned the fact that it was verbally dictated and he wrote the list down himself. Are you kidding me? This is how the media is fact-checking and debunking. They are playing with our republic and Ukraine's republic. They are planting dynamite all around everything that we hold dear. And how do they sleep at night? In the cold, dark of the night... The mad doctor sits down to his computer and begins his nefarious work. All night, he and his assistant had been digging and digging. 
Oh, what a bloody work. I don't know. It could be worse. How? It could be raining. Here he finds what he was looking for. There's a nice juicy bank of usernames and passwords that someone carelessly left out. Oh, tonight, a credit card number and a bank account. Lightning flashes as he begins to patch together the bits and pieces of all the different identities. And then in the thunder that follows, he lifts his evil twisted face towards the sky and yells at the top of his lungs, It's alive! Too bad the people that he was stealing from didn't have LifeLock. LifeLock detects a wide range of identity threats and keeps your information if and when someone is trying to get a hold of your information. Now, no one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. I don't know. I'm freshly dead. LifeLock can see the threats that you might miss on your own. So act now and get an extra 10% off your first year with promo code BACK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or visit lifelock.com. Use the promo code back and save an extra 10% off your first year. 10 seconds. Station ID. You mean to tell me I put an abnormal brain into a 7-foot-tall... 54-inch wide gorilla! Hello and welcome. It is, um, it's Halloween. It's Halloween. And we've gotten a lot of, uh, a lot of mail on last night's special. We invite you to watch it at, uh, theblazetv.com if you're a member. You can also see it, uh, as it happened last night on YouTube for free if you want. Uh, lots of people didn't like what I had to say, but unfortunately did not, I don't think, even watch it. Uh, they didn't back it up with any facts. Glenn Beck uh, lays out just exactly how corrupt the main, mainstream media is. This is so disheartening to anyone who loves the country. Mainstream media is screwing over our, uh, our, our country. Sorry, Beck, I don't trust you or your format. I wasted a lot of time and money on your books, and it got me nowhere. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. I'll bet they bought all your books. You think so? Oh, yeah, I'm sure they did. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry that it didn't help. Yeah. Watching your show, Mm -hmm. you said whatever. You simply are saying that. (laughs) That's a really good point there. It's powerful. You said whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, This is simply you saying anyone who disagrees with you is wrong. Yeah, that's exactly what you said last night. Jeez. They they summed it up nicely. A two-hour special. And that you are the light we should all blindly follow. I remember that part, too. That was one of my favorite parts. Glenn, you act like you're not the media. Mm -hmm. You are, and you're in it for the same reason, money and fame. They nailed you. You asked. Dang it. You asked. We look at both sides, yet you don't do the same. Darn. If you were a real concerned person, you'd never say the right is innocent or better than the left. (laughs) Glenn, you are just one of those those incipient white people. That even many white people have learned to totally dislike. Mm-hmm. That is, mm, they got point. me. They, they, I mean, it's a it really good rebuttal. It, it's it's a great. Re- yeah. I mean, it's, they captured the essence of what you said last mm-hmm, night, mm-hmm. and then they just spit it back in your face. Glenn, the title of your show, <laughs> Democracy Doesn't Die in Darkness. Yeah. You're right. It's murdered in darkness. <laughs> I think that was one that actually agrees with me. Pulitzer, no doubt. Beck, this is something the world needs to know. 
I watched your special tonight. Pretty mind-blowing that uh, the crooked media and the DNC actually thought they could pull this off. <laughs> Guys, mm. they have. Mm-hmm. They have. Uh, Glenn, spectacular job on your Ukraine timeline. Absolutely mind-blowing. You are blowing apart the mainstream media lies and corruption. Thank you for fighting for the people. Uh, love or hate, Glenn, uh, this stuff is not conspiracy garbage. All of the records and sources have been posted along with what he put together in the video. If you don't like him, fine, but shouldn't we all appreciate the facts? Glenn, great job to you and your staff. No one else is doing this at such detail. Uh, Shane wrote, I hope, Glenn, that you have taken steps to get this out. If it is as bad as you say it is, they may try to stop you and your crew. Uh, God uh, bless uh, all of you and good luck. I pray for the truth to be uncovered regardless where it leads us. I pray for you and your team. Democracy dies in darkness? You bet, Glenn. And the mainstream media is standing right at the light switch. Uh, Rob says, I'm not even an American. I'm, I'm watching him from Australia. But this was riveting. And then James. Mm. Glenn, please don't get Clintoned. That'd be 53. That would be number 53. I'm definitely not suicidal. It was bad enough for Count Dracula that he had to work at night while all the employees at his small business worked the usual daylight hours. But on top of that, his ability to be a competent manager was really hampered by the fact that the various departments of his coffin up the dough bakery just weren't communicating with each other. He always thought to himself, this is going to be big. Accounts receivable wasn't keeping up with shipping. Payroll was constantly being delayed. The software wasn't compatible with HR. Things just kept getting confused. The bloodsuckers, he thought. It was a real mess. It could keep the count up most mornings, which was really bad for him. What Dracula needed was NetSuite by Oracle, a cloud-based business management system that gives you visibility even if you're invisible. NetSuite saves you time, money, and unnecessary headaches by managing everything and putting it right there on your, your phone or your laptop. Right now, NetSuite offering you valuable insights. Just go to NetSuite.com slash Beck. That's NetSuite.com slash Beck. Blah, blah, blah. Glenn breaks down the media's disinformation on Ukraine. Democracy does die in darkness. Check it out on Blaze TV or YouTube anytime. First responders in Ohio got an early Halloween scare last night. A girl, 20, she totals her car on the way home. Totals her car. As they are pulling up to the scene, the bloodied woman emerged from her car looking mangled and pale. Blood dripping all over her prom dress. Police panicked. She later said, waiting for my parents to come pick me up from the scene, two more policemen showed up. By this time, I was out of the vehicle and making conversation with people. 
The new officer says, I hate to interrupt, but does anybody else here think she needs medical assistance? (laughs) She was driving home from a haunted house event when uh, she came dressed to promote her new role in an upcoming theatrical adaptation of the 1976 film Carrie. (laughs) The... The, uh, you know, the end, she's uh, drenched in pig blood. Mm-hmm. Um, her vehicle had struck a deer and was totaled. The very first responder was a gentleman that pulled over, just being a good Samaritan. Uh, she said, I could tell that he was horrified, but I forgot what I was wearing. Next came the police officers who were like, oh, man, and kept asking over and over again if I needed medical assistance. The second round of cops that came in, uh, you know, weren't in on the makeup. And they said, are we just going to ignore that blood is dripping from all over and she needs medical assistance? (laughs) She walked away uh, with a crash with just a bruise on her leg. Mm. Scary stories. But what about the blood dripping down her hair and all that? Right. Yeah. She was, I mean, that's serious, serious injuries. Scary. A uh, protester planned outside a branch of the Toronto Public Library to coincide with the appearance of writer Megan Murphy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Megan Murphy is a big feminist. Uh, she talks a lot about women's safety, and she's worried about the safety of women in places like female prisons uh, and changing rooms because she doesn't want trans women in those rooms with her. Oh, boy. She kind of feels, feels like uh, you shouldn't have men in these women's places. Hmm. And uh, she's being boycotted and uh, she's being shut out because, yes, she's a hater. She's a bigot. She's anti-trans and she hates people. Well, she's definitely not welcome uh, at uh, the Hennepin County Library in Hennepin County, Minnesota. Hmm. Uh, The performer there, Sasha Sosha. Uh, appeared to accidentally flash uh, the crotch at the audience of children. Or maybe not so accidentally. Well, maybe not. Mm -hmm. Um, She is uh, uh, the Gemini Valentine, um, and she takes the floor wearing a uh, revealing leotard. Uh, She usually wears this at strip clubs. Mm -hmm. Uh, And... uh, she decided to uh, read to the kids, and the kids uh. didn't like to see what was under <laughs> her miniskirt. So. You know, what's fun is we, we don't kind of care about the safety of women anymore, and we don't care about the safety of children anymore. No. These are four- and no. five-year-old kids. They're fine. That they're being read to. They're going to see it one day. they got to learn about it <laughs> they sometime. they got to learn about it. Yep. New Hampshire family's Halloween display did not amuse the people in charge of the cemetery. Rob and Christina Wool lost their 18-year-old son, Cole, three years ago. They wanted to honor his dark sense of humor with a display on his grave. We were just trying to do something to honor our son's sense of humor. Cole had a fatal heart attack shortly after a rodeo event. His family described him as a big kid with even a bigger sense of humor. He's not here with us anymore, but his humor was big and it lives beyond the grave. We thought it could brighten people's lives. Just kind of walk by and have them see it and chuckle. Cole would have loved that. What the parents did was um, right there in front of his headstone, they dug up a little bit of the dirt and 
had a skeleton appear to rise out of the ground in front of his headstone. <laughs> Arms and legs and skull with a cowboy hat on top. The cemetery, quote, was not amused. They, uh, they removed the display at once, but not once. They removed it at once, but not just once. They removed it three, t- <laughs> three times. The parents finally said, okay, we won't set it up again. Or will we? <laughs> uh, a woman named Rachel mourning her ex-boyfriend who had been brutally murdered by a biker gang. Uh-huh. Uh, his mother told her about it. She didn't ask any questions. Um, she says, uh, you know, I, I couldn't. I couldn't reason to question it. I had no reason to question it. But two years later, Rachel was sitting in a local restaurant with a friend when she remembered that uh, her boyfriend, Alistair's brother, worked there and asked for a waiter to tell him to stop by the table. She went, I haven't seen him in ages, and I'd like to say hi. Restaurant employee told her he wasn't in that day, but informed her his brother, his only brother, was. Uh, her ex-boy, her murdered boyfriend showed up at her table to say hi to her. She was a tad surprised. Wait, wait. <laughs> she had not, he had not been murdered. He was undead? He was undead. Yes. Wow. He, he was not dead. It's uh, a miracle. She says, I went into shock. Uh, next thing I know, the manager's over to ask if there's a problem. And, uh, there was. <laughs> <laughs> My boyfriend who was murdered is alive is working as a waiter in your restaurant <laughs> something's Do weird know, here so did he just not have the guts to uh break up with her well it was not like anyone <laughs> cheated or anything uh she said that he owed her 300 bucks that he apparently didn't want to pay it so <laughs> he faked his death <laughs> <laughs> okay all right that yeah. that is always an that's option. a way to go yeah, it's sure. Here's go. another way. Woman living in a van in San Diego with her pet rats has agreed to give them up. Mm. The San Diego Union Tribune says the San Diego Humane Society went to the woman's van near Del Mar on October 8th. Authorities found her with her rats, and they had clawed into upholstery, burrowed into the seats, and gnawed at the engine wiring. Uh, the captain... Believe it or not, named Captain Cook. I, I've seen some rats in me day. Say the woman isn't hoarding the animals. She started out with just two pet rats. But rats can give birth every four weeks and produce a dozen in a litter. She did acknowledge to the captain, Captain Cook it is, that uh, things had gone out of control. Uh, authorities have collected 320 rats that she was uh, living with. And the good news is, and I'm not making this up, only in California, more than 100 are currently ready for adoption. (laughs) What the hell is wrong with people? It's unbelievable. (laughs) Ready for adoption. Unbelievable. I adopted a rat. I didn't buy some designer rat. I got it from... I got it from the pound. <laughs> uh, this is a, a little bit frightening. The number of young Americans watching online videos every day has more than doubled in just four years. Uh, glued to them for nearly an hour every day, twice as long as they were glued to them four years ago. 
And often they're seeing the videos on services like YouTube that are supposedly off limits to children younger than 13, and they're watching pretty much whatever they want to. Uh, But the good thing is a lot of these videos are just kids unwrapping toys and playing with them. And so um, they're just wasting time. A procedure that has been touted as the future of medicine has left a patient dead. Now doctors are being are being more open. They're bringing transparency to the still new technology. Doctors, books, and blogs have been publicizing fecal transplants. It's like a hmm? it's poop transplant. It's a procedure where stool uh-huh. from a donor. <laughs> is transplanted into the intestinal tract of a recipient in order to restore healthy bacteria to the gut. Mm. Now, uh, that's interesting. Uh, you mm. know, mm-hmm. how, do you, how do you become a poop donor? <laughs> uh, you know, at least in this one, you don't need a magazine. You just go in and just leave your specimen. Uh, in June, mm. the FBA, uh, FDA announced that two people who had fecal transplants from the same donor got sick with E. coli. That damn Jack from Jack in the Box. One of them <laughs> died. But few details were shared about the scary incident. Now doctors at Massachusetts General Hospital, where the incidents took place, not the incidents, the fecal transplants, want to give their side of the story, hopefully dispel some of the fear <laughs> hanging over current clinical mm. trials of the procedure. I'm not going to give you any more details on the nasty. transplant of the fecal matter. I just want to know <laughs> how much can I make on fecal matter? You know, if I'm a donor, do I get money for it? Because that truly is shooting money out of your ass. <laughs> I just, just want to say Scary, scary stories for Halloween. <laughs> Are you okay? <coughs> no, I just got <coughs> a little tickle. <clears throat> so last night I get home, I'm tired, and I don't know what the hell happened last night. I think I, I, I'm getting ready for bed, and this this ghostly figure dragging chains all these really heavy chains appeared in my bedroom. It was like, Glenn, Glenn, I have an important message for you from the other side. And just as he starts to tell me, you know, I put my head down on my pillow and I completely fall asleep. So I hope it wasn't something important, (laughs) you know, like change your life or something, because I didn't hear it. Damn my pillow. Right now, you can get great discounts on all MyPillow products if you have to, um, if, if you go to MyPillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials. You're going to see some amazing offers, including their buy one, get one free pillow. And, uh, and all you have to do is use the promo code BECK. MyPillow products come with 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. Even better, if you pre-order a copy of Mike Lindell's new book, your entire order will ship for free. Maybe that's what he was trying to tell me. 
Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including buy one pillow, get the next one free. Enter the promo code BECK or call 800-966-3117 for these great radio specials. It's MyPillow.com, promo code BECK. You're listening to Glenn Beck. So, you know, Pat, how they say you need to pick your fights, you know, in a marriage? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is the Colonel Sanders outfit when the door, uh, you know, the kids come to the door tonight and I'm mm-hmm. in the Colonel Sanders outfit with a bucket of chicken and <laughs> I just take a greasy chicken leg or chicken wing and drop it into their bag of candy? Is that worth, is that one to fight about? And, you know, yes. pick your battles. I mean, do you want to be legendary? Yes. Do you want do. to be legendary in the neighborhood? That I will do. make you legendary. I think in the my kids will always remember. They will. One day, my dad on <laughs> Halloween dressed up because he looked just like Colonel Sanders. <laughs> and he, people would come to the door and he had a bucket of chicken and mm-hmm. he would just drop chicken legs <laughs> into all of, their, all of their bags of candy. It was crazy. Yes. I it's think worth so it. Too. I'm doing it. Yeah, I'm you doing need to it. fight that she fight. She is really serious. You are not doing that. That is not funny. Who wears like, the pants? That is funny. Who wears the pants in your family? Mm, yeah, I know she does. She does. I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I do this, and I rule this roost, but the minute I get home, yes, ma'am. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> All right, Lewiston man, ready to give out 5,300 candy bars for Halloween. Lewiston man is giving out the over 5,000 candy bars today, but you need the secret password. He has been handing out the king-size treats for years, and he's got 5,300 of them stacked up in his home this year. He says, I expect thousands of kids to come. Once they give the password, they can pick three large candy bars. He has 19 different to choose from, with Reese's, he says, being the most popular. This has grown so much, it's a pleasure to do it. The funny thing is... I haven't had candy. I gave it up for Lent in the 80s, so I don't eat any, but I buy enough to help the economy. Uh, in addition to the candy, he's also giving out hockey tickets to the Maine Nordiques. Oh, that's a stupid name. So it's it's Lewiston, Maine? Yeah. Yeah, that sucks. And he also gives out cookies and bracelets that light mm. up. The cookies and the bracelets light up? Because I would suggest <laughs> that the bracelets lighting up is cool. The cookies lighting up may be a hazard. Concerning. Yeah. Uh, He said he'll be held from mid-afternoon until 9 p.m. Brentwood Avenue in Lewiston, in case you happen to be anywhere in the area. What's your cutoff for people coming to the door on Halloween night? What do you mean? How long will you hand out candy? Like if somebody shows up at 10 o'clock. I am going going tonight, Mm -hmm. and I am going to get five buckets of chicken. And so my door will be open until all of the chicken is gone. (laughs) No matter how long that takes. No matter how long that takes. Okay. Yeah. How many buckets are you getting? Five. 
Is that enough? You probably don't get a lot I'm of trick-or-treaters. I'm not getting the pockets. I don't get a lot of trick-or-treaters. The gate, no. kind of. Yeah, that's yeah, kind the of. Gate. <laughs> the gate. The gate sort of the negates gate. some of the, yeah, the uh, gate, crowd yeah. that usually leaves the riffraff out, you know. <laughs> Do you have the passcode, little child? Oh, no. I guess you're not getting any chicken tonight. <laughs> <laughs> also, the, the butler uh, often scares away some of the children. And um, so... It's the security cameras and the dogs that really do the number. <laughs> you do live in the compound. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. we do. Yes, we do. So, mm-hmm. but I will be out in the streets tonight. If my wife won't let me do it at home, I'll be out on the streets. I'm going to come chicken. over to see that. I, if you really do it, I'm doing. I'm it. coming over to see. I'm it. doing. You want to go trick or treating with me? Because yeah, my wife won't let me fun. do it at home. I know she won't. Yeah, I know she won't. You're not doing it. The neighbors will hate us. I'm like the neighbors already hate oh, us. What are you talking God. about? Oh, so you want to go with me? Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's a deal. We're okay. going trick or treating tonight. Okay. And I'm handing out chicken. <laughs> Just look for Colonel Sam. You're listening to Glenn Beck. It's adorable, wasn't it? It was adorable. So cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well. I need realestateagentsitrust.com because uh, I'm going to be known as the old guy that uh, dresses as Colonel Sanders and gives chicken. You're going to have to move? I'm going to have to move. Going to have to move because Tanya, well, I could do it at your house. Uh, Well, then you're running into my wife. (laughs) Right. Okay. Okay. So we might both need real estate agents. Realestateagentsitrust.com. They show a very high sense of urgency. My team will respond to every inquiry in minutes and not hours. They're professional. They are the experts in properly evaluating the value of the homes in their market. They have a long track record of performance and success. They're no part-time agents or people who have poor history. This is not a company that I just recommend. This is my company, and my team works diligently to ensure that our agents live up to their promise to me to best serve you with your best and biggest investment. So get moving now with realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. We've got a great hour uh, lined up for you, but first we start with our Halloween tradition coming up. I've got a scary story for you. Yes, yes, very scary. It's Nancy Pelosi taking votes on floor of Congress. Impeach the president. Boo! It's happening now. We'll have that and so much more. And our Halloween tradition continues in one minute. This is the Glenbeck Program. The clock strikes 12, puts a chill in the air. The office is empty, deserted, and bare. You stayed far too late. Going home is too much, for the streets are now crawling with zombies and such. You see them all moaning and scratching and biting just outside your office in the parking lot lighting. And a voice in your head says, You'll make it. Just go. And you say to that voice very loudly, Hell no! 
So now you must sleep in your office desk chair with hopes that by morning no ghouls will be there. With its dynamic variable lumbar support, it's surprisingly comfy behind the desk fort. And you sink into sweet dreams of work productivity and drool at the thought as is your proclivity. Then you wake in the morning, the sun is bright, no despair because you've slept the night in your cozy X-chair. X-Chair is on sale now for $100 off. Just go to xchairbeck.com. That's xchairbeck.com or call 1-800-4X-Chair. Go to xchairbeck right now. Use the promo code BECK. You're going to get a free set of the new X-Wheels with your chair. xchairbeck.com. It was a crime of contempt. One young man's logic misguided through the onslaught of insanity. His name remains unspoken. But his crime is unforgettable. This is his story. True. Nervous. Very, very dreadfully nervous. I had been and am. But why would you say that I'm mad? The disease sharpened my senses, not destroyed, not dulled. Above all, the sense of hearing was acute. I heard all things in heaven and in hell. Oh, I heard many things in hell. Well, then, am I mad? Hearken, and observe how healthily, how calmly, I can tell you the whole story. It's impossible to say how the first idea entered my brain, but once conceived, it haunted me day and night. Object, there was none. Passion, there was none. I loved the old man. He had never wronged me. He had never given me insult. For his gold, I had no desire. I think it was his eye. Yes. It was this. He had an eye of a vulture, a pale blue eye with film over it. Whenever it fell upon me, my blood ran cold. And so, by degrees, very gradually, I made up my mind to take the life of the old man and thus rid myself of the eye forever. Now, this is the point. You fancy me mad. Madmen know nothing. But you should have seen me. You should have seen how wisely I proceeded, with what caution, with what foresight, with what dissimulation I went to work. I was never kinder to the old man than during the whole week before I killed him. And every night, about midnight, I turned the latch of his door and opened it all so gently. And then, when I had made an opening sufficient for my head, I put in a lantern, dark, all closed, closed, so no light shone out. And then I thrust in my head. Oh, you would have laughed to see how cunningly I thrust it in. I moved it in slowly, very, very slowly, so I may not disturb the old man's sleep. Oh, it took me an hour to place my whole head within the opening, so far that I could see him as he lay upon his bed. Ha! Would a madman have done something as wise as this? And then, when my head was well within the room, I undid the lantern cautiously, oh, so cautiously, cautiously, for the hinges creaked. I did it just so much that a single thin ray fell upon the vulture eye. And this, 
I did for seven long nights, every night just at midnight. But I found the eye always closed, so it was impossible to do the work. It was not the old man who vexed me, but his evil eye. And every morning when the day broke, I went boldly into the chamber and spoke courageously to him, calling him by name in a hearty tone and inquiring how he had passed the night. So, you see, he would have been a very profound old man indeed to suspect that every night, just at twelve, I looked in on him while he slept. Upon the eighth night, I was more than usually cautious in opening the door. A watch's minute hand moves more quickly than did mine. Never before that night had I felt the extent of my own powers, of my sagacity. I could scarcely contain my feelings of triumph to think that I was there opening the door little by little and he not even dream of my secret deeds or thoughts. I fairly chuckled at the idea and perhaps he heard me for he moved on the bed suddenly as if startled. Now, you may think that I drew back, but no. His room was black as pitch with thick darkness, for the shutters were closed and fastened through the fear of robbers. And so I knew he could not see the opening of the door, and I kept pushing it on, steadily, steadily. I had my head in. I was about to open the lantern when my thumb slipped upon the tin fastening and the old man sprang up in the bed crying out, Who's there? I kept quiet. Still, I said nothing. For a whole hour, I did not move a muscle. And in the meantime, I did not hear him lie down. He was still sitting up in bed listening, just as I had done night after night, hearkening to the death watches in the wall. Presently, I heard a slight groan, and I knew it was a groan of mortal terror. It was not a groan of pain or of grief, oh no, it was the low, stifled sound that arises from the bottom of the soul when overcharged with awe. I knew the sound well. Many a night, just at midnight, when all the world slept, it had welled up from my own bosom, deepening with a dreadful echo. The terrors that distracted me. Oh, I say I knew it well. I knew what the old man felt and pitied him. Although I chuckled at heart, I knew that he had been laying awake ever since the first slight noise when he turned in the bed. His fears had been ever since growing upon him. He had been trying to fancy them causeless, but could not. He had been saying to himself, It's nothing but the wind in the chimney. It's only a mouse crossing the floor. Or, It's merely a cricket who's made a single chirp. Oh, yes. He had been trying to comfort himself with these suppositions. But he found them all in vain. All in vain. Because death, in approaching him had stalked with his black shadow before him and enveloped the victim. And it was the mournful influence of the unperceived shadow that caused him to feel, although he never saw nor heard, to feel the presence of my head within the room. When I had waited a very long time, very patiently, without hearing him lie down, 
I resolved to open a little, a very, very little crevice in the lantern. So I opened it. Oh, you cannot imagine how stealthily, stealthily, until at length a single dim ray like the thread of a spider shot from the crevice and fell upon the vulture eye. It was open. It was wide, wide open, and I grew furious as I gazed upon it. I saw it with perfect distinctness, a dull blue with a hideous veil over that chilled my very marrow in my bones. But I could see nothing else of the old man's face or person, for I directed the ray as if by instinct precisely upon the damned spot. And have I not told you that what you mistake for madness is but an over-acuteness of the sense? Now, I say, there came to my ears a low, dull, quick sound, such as a watch makes when enveloped in cotton. I knew that sound. I knew that sound well, too. It was the beating of the old man's heart. It increased my fury as the beating of a drum stimulates a soldier into courage. But even yet, I refrained. I kept still. I scarcely breathed. I held the lantern motionless. I tried how steadily I could maintain the ray upon the eye. Meantime... The hellish tattoo of the heart increased. It grew quicker and quicker and louder and louder every instant. The old man's terror must have been extreme. It grew louder. I say louder every moment. Do you mark me well? I told you that I was nervous, and so I am. And now, at the dead hour of night, Amid the dreadful silence of that old house. So strange a noise as this excited me to uncontrollable terror. Yet, for some minutes longer, I refrained and stood still. But the beating grew louder and louder. I thought his heart must burst. And then a new anxiety seized me. The sound. The sound would be heard by a neighbor. The old man's hour had come. With a loud yell, I threw open the lantern and leaped into the room. He shrieked once. Only once. In an instant, I dragged him to the floor and pulled the heavy bed over him. Then I smiled gaily to find the deed so far done. But for many minutes, his heart beat on with a muffled sound. This, however, didn't vex me. It would not be heard through the wall. At length... It ceased. The old man was dead. I removed the bed and examined the corpse. Yes, he was stone, stone dead. I placed my hands upon the heart. I felt it for many minutes. There was no pulsation. He was stone dead. His eye would trouble me no more. If you still think me mad, you will think so no longer when I describe the wise precautions I took for the concealment of the body. The night waned, and I worked hastily, but in silence. First of all, I dismembered the corpse. I cut off the head and the arms and the legs. 
Then I took up three planks from the flooring of the chamber and deposited all between the scantlings. Then I replaced the boards so cleverly, so cunningly, that no human eye, not even his, could have detected anything wrong. There was nothing to wash out, no stain of any kind, no blood spot, whatever. I had been too wary for that. A tub had caught it all. <laughs> when I had made an end of these labors, it was four o'clock, still dark as midnight. As the bell sounded the hour, there came a knocking at the street door. I went down to open it with a light heart, for what now do I have to fear? There entered three men who introduced themselves with perfect suavity as officers of the police. A shriek had been heard by a neighbor during the night. Suspicion of foul play had been aroused. Information had been lodged at the police office, and they, the officers, had been deputed to search the premises. I bade the gentlemen welcome. The shriek, I said, was my own in a dream. The old man, I mentioned, was absent in the country. I took my visitors all over the house. I bade them search. Search well. I led them at length to his chamber. I showed them his treasures, secure, undisturbed. In the enthusiasm of my confidence, I brought chairs into the room and desired them here to rest from your fatigues while I myself, in the wild audacity of my perfect triumph, placed my own seat upon the very spot beneath which reposed the corpse of the victim. The officers were satisfied. My manner convinced them. I was simply at ease. They sat while I answered cheerily. They chatted of familiar things, but... Ere long, I felt myself getting paled and wished them gone. I head ached. And I fancied a ringing in my ears, but they sat and still chatted. The ringing became more distinct. I talked more freely to get rid of the feeling, but it continued and gained definitiveness until, at length, I found that the noise was not within my ears. Now, no doubt I grew very pale, but I talked more frequently and with a heightened voice, yet the sound increased. What could I do? It was a, a low, dull, quick sound, much such a sound as a watch makes when enveloped in cotton. I gasped for breath, and yet the officers heard it not. I, I talked more quickly, more vehemently, but the, but the noise steadily increased. I arose and argued about trifles, a high key with violent gesticulations, but the noise steadily increased. Oh, why would they not be gone? I paced the floor to and fro with heavy strides, as if excited to fury by the observations of the men, but the noise steadily increased. Oh, God, what could I do? I foamed, I raved, I swore. I swung the chair in which I had been sitting and grated it across the boards, but the noise arose over all and continually increased. It grew louder and louder and louder, and still the men chatted pleasantly and smiled. Was it possible they heard not? Almighty God, no. No, they heard. They suspected. They knew. They were making a mockery of my horror. This, I thought, and this, I think. But anything was better than this agony. Anything was more tolerable than this derision. I could bear those hypocritical smiles no longer. I felt that I must scream or die. And now again, hark, hark, louder and louder and louder. 
ice raked. Dissemble no more, I admit the deed. Tear up the planks. Here, here is the beating of his hideous heart. Happy Halloween to my daughter, Mary. Well, you thought the threat was over, didn't you? Obama was out of the White House. Hillary Clinton defeated, relegated to going on national complaining tours. Someone in the office of the president, you see, was actually trying to tear down the foundations of the country. But what you didn't take into account was the deep state. They're here. The other side is voting for impeachment today. It's just passed, agreed, in the the resolution. Two defected from the Democrats, none on the Republican side. What do you think is going to happen if they succeed? We prepare because we understand the threats we're facing bigger than a single thing. That's why for the last decade, I've partnered with My Patriot Supply, and you should too. Right now, you can save $70 on a two-week food kit with guaranteed two-day delivery at preparewithglenn.com. Now, the offer is not going to last, but here's the good news. My Patriot Supply will. If you don't think you can afford to prepare, My Patriot Supply has payment plans and options that will fit any budget, so don't wait. Get ahead of the chaos. Preparewithglennbeck.com. That's preparewithglenn.com. We break for 10 seconds. Station ID. My uh, daughter, I think her third or fourth grade class, I think it was her third grade class, uh, Mary asked if I could come in and, and read for Halloween. And, uh, and, you know, because I was reading, you know, Frankenstein to the kids and everything else when they were young, uh, I didn't think anything of it. And uh, when I got there and started reading, the teacher politely said, could, 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 you, could you stop, Mr. Beck? You're scaring the children. And that's, <laughs> was and, it Telltale Heart? Telltale Heart. And that's how, uh, that's how the tradition started with me and Mary, because Mary loved it, loved it. Uh, and so every year... Uh, Mary and I get together. We're the only ones because nobody else in the family appreciates it. It's weird. Yeah. And, it, you know, there's something about Edgar Allan Poe. Ingrates. Yeah, damn it, yeah. right? Rats and ingrates. Right. right, that's why I bury them under the floorboards. Uh, but what else can you do? Nothing, nothing. <laughs> so um, first I peck their eyes out with a crow or a okay. raven. Um, Getting a little dark. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Darker than burying them under the floorboards, <laughs> A is little it? bit, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so uh, you know, it's it's weird because... You know, these, especially Poe, was written Mm. to be read out loud. Twain is the same. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's not the same when you just read it silently. No. And they're made, it was was made, think of this, this was their television. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, God help you if you lived in a house where people couldn't read or couldn't really read out loud well. But I, I grew up listening to stories and people reading to me, and not my family, but my teachers. They would, you know, when I was in elementary school, they would stay in for lunch and we would read books and they would read out loud. And I loved that. Um, and so the, the oral telling of stories is just so powerful. Uh, and you can tell when you read today, they're not, they're not meant to be read out loud. And when you read something like Poe, you can tell, oh, man, mm-hmm. this was made for somebody oh, who knows how to read. absolutely comes alive. Oh, it's so great. So great. By the way, uh, The Raven, uh, Annabelle Lee, uh, 
uh, Conqueror Worm. There's a there's a few more, and you can find them on iTunes under under Glenn Beck, uh, Edgar Allan Poe. Uh, I think they were up probably on uh, BlazeTV.com as well. But we're just going to leave you with the uh, the Telltale Heart this year, as is our tradition. But listen to them with your family tonight. Do what Mary and I do. We light a candle, turn off all the lights, and then I read them to her. You can hear it with all of the production value, uh, and they're free. Just look for them now on iTunes or at theblazetv.com. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Now, it used to be the case that the headless horseman could ride his horse through the woods every night and terrorize the local villagers with no problem. I mean, it's what he loved to do more than anything else. But over the years, the jostling up and down began to wreak havoc on his back, and the weight of that damn pumpkin as a head, I mean, it started causing shooting pain in his shoulders and his neck. I mean, he was headless, so there was also that. Fortunately, the headless horseman listens to this program, and he heard me talking about Relief Factor, and he said, Well, nothing, because he doesn't have a head. And pumpkins don't talk stupid. Well, within a few weeks of taking it, he was back scaring the good people of Sleepy Hollow. I wouldn't say he got his life back, but you could. When taken properly, Relief Factor attacks the inflammation that causes much of our pain, and it works for 70% of the people who take it, and it only costs $19.95. So start with their three-week quick start, their their trial, three weeks. Try it. Want a drug-free, natural way to ease your pain and get your life back? Oh, don't throw your fiery-headed people. Get out of pain with relieffactor.com. Democracy Does Die in Darkness is on demand right now. Use the promo code GB20OFF and you'll get $20 off your subscription. Nothing more scary than the the ghouls in Congress. They've passed the uh, impeachment. What rules? Yeah, I don't know what the guidelines. They... Okay, mm-hmm. great. All right. So, uh, two hundred and eleven. Um, wait a minute. This is part amendment on agreeing to the amendment. I don't know how to read this damn thing. This is a new one. So this is another one. So now this one's about the rules. They, I, oh, I hate Congress so much. I hate them so much. It, it came down on party lines. No Republicans uh, wavered. One independent and two uh, very brave Congress people. Yeah, that's maybe kind of noble uh, yeah, and notable. Maybe, maybe. They're probably in very, very red districts, probably. and they probably had permission to do it because it wasn't hanging on their vote. But still, <sighs> but we'll see. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, tonight, we're going out with the children uh, and um, and get candy. And you remember when we were kids and we could just go out on our own? We didn't have to go with our parents. Never, never once did I ever. Go trick-or-treating with my parents. Never. Never. There weren't parents on the streets, usually, except for the Mm -hmm. little, little kids. 
and usually the little little kids were taken by their their older brothers or sisters. Exactly right. Yeah. So Halloween changed though in the 1970s because we suddenly had to go and X-ray all of our candy because there were razor blades and people were poisoning. When I was growing up, you would get a popcorn ball. You would get you know, you'd get a candied apple made by the neighbor down the street. It was great. Mm-hmm. It was really great. Um, and that stopped in the late 1970s because of something that happened in Houston. Timothy and his sister Elizabeth anxiously waited for their dad to get home from work. It was Halloween. It was October 31st. They were so excited to go trick-or-treating. As soon as they heard the doorknob turn, they rushed him at the door as he walked through, still clad in his white optician's coat. Ronald rounded up his young children, and he went out trick-or-treating. Remembering the times when he was trick-or-treating, now wondering, how did I get so old as I'm walking my kids down the street? He accompanied his children to their friend's first stop of the night. 4112 Don Rail Drive. He rang the doorbell. Nothing. The owners were taking much too long to answer the door. Children impatiently ran to the next house, leaving their dad in the dust. When Ronald finally caught up with the kids, he was sporting five giant pixie sticks. The children all greedily grabbed the neon sticks of sugar, but Ronald promised he would distribute the candy among the children when they got back to the house. After all, he was the one that waited. It was really late when they got home. He got the kids ready for bed, but before he fell asleep, Timothy requested a treat from his delicious haul. He chose the crown jewel, a 22-inch giant pixie stick. The sugar had, had stiffened some in the tube, so... Ronald helpfully rolled the candy between his hands to loosen the contents for Timothy. The child hurriedly poured the confection into his mouth. Timothy recoiled. It didn't taste, Dad, like it's supposed to. In fact, it tasted awful. Dad jumped up. Ronald dutifully ran to get some Kool-Aid for his son to wash out the bad taste. But the Kool-Aid didn't make it very far. Timothy immediately started vomiting and convulsing. When the ambulance finally arrived, they found Ronald holding Timothy as he foamed from the mouth. Less than an hour later, Timothy was pronounced dead at the hospital. An autopsy revealed the eight-year-old had died from a fatal dose of cyanide. The two top inches of the giant pixie stick Timothy prized so much contained a dosage of cyanide that was enough to kill two adults. Thankfully, the other poisoned pixie sticks remained untouched. Ronald sobbed as he hypothesized that what an unidentified monster was handing out to children. He told the police officers he vaguely remembered getting the candy from 4112 Done Rail Drive. He didn't get a look at the owner. He only saw a shadowy arm. When police arrived at 4112, they questioned the Melvins. 
but they were confounded when they learned Mr. Melvin didn't return home from work until 10.30 that night of Halloween, and Mrs. Melvin stopped answering the door when she ran out of candy at 6.45. That's before Ronald said he was there. Not to mention that none of the candy that Mrs. Melvin gave out that night were pixie sticks. Police interrogated the entire neighborhood and still couldn't find the source of the deadly candy. The dad, who had watched his children rush to his legs to say, please, dad, let's go, it's Halloween, was beside himself. Already having a terrible year and his son's death appeared to push him over the edge with grief. He was $100,000 in debt, eight months behind in car payments, was being threatened with repossession. He held 21 jobs in the last 10 years, and he was struggling hard to keep his latest optician gig. He further strained the family financing by taking out a $10,000 life insurance policy on his children earlier in the year, to which his wife protested as an unnecessary expense. She probably would have objected to the additional two $20,000 life insurance policies that Ronald took out on Timothy and Elizabeth on October 3rd, if she had known about them. Mrs. O'Brien would have also been horrified to find out that mere hours after Timothy's murder, her husband called to collect on the policies. Ronald was a man who had never had a parking ticket in his life. By all accounts, he was a dedicated father and a devout member of the Second Baptist Church. But it only took a jury 46 minutes to find Ronald guilty of capital murder and four counts of attempted murder. Ronald didn't just kill his own son. He is the man responsible for killing Halloween for generations of children yet to be born. He's the reason we had to go to the hospital to have them x-ray everything. He's the reason we could no longer have popcorn balls or candied apples. Ronald Clark O'Brien, also known as the Candy Man by his fellow death row inmates, successfully perpetuated the decades-old myth that some despicable people violate Snickers and Milky Way bars with the intent on mercilessly killing innocent children. The truth is, and you should know it this Halloween, police have never documented an actual case of anyone randomly distributing poison goodies to children on Halloween. There is no madman giving out apples with razors, no arsenic-laced Twix. But in 1974, there was one monster who deliberately put cyanide in a pixie stick. His victim wasn't at random. His victim was his own child. So, this Halloween, let your kids eat their candy. Don't scare them with a legend that just isn't true. But I, but I also wouldn't tell them about Timothy either. That's what they want you to believe. Meanwhile, here's the truth. You run panting, panting around the corner. And as you try to catch your breath, you realize, oh, good God, I'm trapped. At the end of the alley is a 15-foot 
tall chain link fence, razor wire just round on the top, padlock gate. There's nowhere to go. You're not going to be able to climb that. You run up to it. You beat your hands against it in frustration. And they hear you hear them behind you. They're coming, shuffling of feet, ghastly moaning. They're coming after you. Their hands outstretched. Money, they say. Give us your money. Bills, bills, bills. In every direction, there are bills. And then, just at the last second, you hear the gate unlock behind you. Someone pulls you in quick. Thank you. Who are you? As he unlocks the gate and relocks it. Oh, I was just parking my car. I, I work for American Financing. Hey, do you need a refi? American Financing. They're there to quell the fears of your worst nightmares. They're there to develop a plan that's best for your needs. No upfront fees, no pressure. These people work for you. When you feel trapped, they might just open the gate for you. A 10-minute phone call to American Financing could make all the difference. Call them now at 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. Call them now or just visit AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing Corporation, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So they didn't vote for impeachment. You know that, right? They voted for the impeachment inquiry, which they should have done in the first place. And I think this is just Nancy Pelosi going, oh, so the Republicans don't think that we, you know, are doing this officially. Okay. (laughs) I'll get you, my pretty. And a little dog, too. Uh, And so they uh, are uh, they've they've approved the rules for the impeachment probe. And uh, I'm super excited about it. Yay! Yeah. Fun rules, too, I'm sure. I don't know what they all are. I don't think anybody knows what they all are. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they But do. I just really trust that they're going to be oh, really yeah. fun. Well, we'll have that for you at 5 o'clock today. Mm-hmm. And if you missed last night's special, make sure you spend some time today. Uh, it's part two of a three-part series. Uh, last night was Democracy Does Die in Darkness, and we debunked the press and I don't think there has ever been a more satisfying moment for me in my entire career. And I mean that the debunking of the press isn't even close. It's not even I mean, it's not like you can go, well, yeah, but you read it that. No, 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 it's not even close. And uh, I took it to the man uh, and all of the fact checking dot orgs. Uh, and showed you how they're doing fact-checking on this impeachment, and it is stunning, stunning. You must do your own research, and I urge you to watch our chalkboards. Uh, you can find them at blazetv.com. If you're not a subscriber, please subscribe. We are, we are reliant upon you um, to be able to fund these investigations that we're doing. 
So please subscribe at blazetv.com slash Glenn. You uh, will save $20 with the promo code GB20OFF. So do that now. You'll be able to see the last special and last night special. And I urge you to watch it. If you if you watch it, you'll know why the whistleblower, who we found out today who it is, um, you'll know why the Democrats don't have a case at all. At all. Because we found out today that the whistleblower worked with a woman named Alexandra Chalupa. Well, now, wait a minute. What? Uh, when you see who this whistleblower is, you can see why they didn't want to release his name. And they're doing everything they can to scrub him from the record. Because it totally discredits this movement. Well, let me just say this. We released our chalkboard special on October 3rd. Okay? October mm-hmm. 3rd. October 7th is when they said, you know what? This whistleblower, we've got another whistleblower. Don't worry about the last whistleblower. Now, now that just might be a coincidence, but I know if you watch the chalkboard and you read the story today, from Real Clear Investigations on who this guy is, you'll know why on October 7th, four days after our chalkboard, why they went, oh, forget about that whistleblower. We got another guy. Because it only supports our chalkboard. It proves our chalkboard. It shows what they're doing. And as damning as last night special was, uh, in the third special, just based on the little bit I know of it, is... Maybe more so. Oh, it's... It's chilling. It must... It'll chill you to the bone. Yeah, it must be exposed, and we have to find a way. It happens two weeks from uh, from yesterday. It's going to happen on Wednesday, November 13th, I think it is. And it is critical that you get people to watch this with you. We're going to make it free again. Um, but please subscribe to Blaze TV um, and and help us. We're trying to make all of these free so people can see them. But this has to reach the American people. When you see what really is happening, what they're trying to protect, I mean, it's the CIA and the State Department in cahoots with the Obama administration, Hillary Clinton, and others. And we're going to show you what they're actually doing. And when you see it, you're going to be disgusted. It is everything that even the left says that America should never do. They're doing it right now. And that's what they're covering for. We started on this path back in 2009. And um, we just didn't think it went anywhere. Well, that's because it became classified. And it was hidden. Well... Unfortunately, uh, or fortunately, we dug it up and uh, we saw some names in this Ukraine thing. We went, wait a minute, hold it. I know that name. And that special happens in two weeks. But please share last night's special with your friends. It proves why you must do your own homework and why our chalkboard is so important. Because the what the Democrats say they are impeaching the president on... All of their facts don't make sense truly unless you know my chalkboard. And then when you do know it, it all comes undone. 
Make sure you check it out now. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. GB20 off. Listening to 